Will Bays 214 Bay Cass. Uh, this episode is a salute to Jerry Jones, uh, Hall of Fame inductees. This is Greg here with my fellow Baysmen. Drew, Amar. Um, so as I, as you guys know, last night was a big night for the big boss in charge, Jerry Jones. Indeed, big night. How do you guys feel night. about it? Just taking a look at it. Um, I wish I could have been there. It was. Uh, I, I told you guys yesterday. One of the few things in life that can bring tears to my eyes is watching Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. No matter who it is, it's like talk about you know. Listen to those guys talk about what their life was like, and um, it's just uh, to me, it's something special. And see last night, Jerry Jones, man, it was uh, it was pretty special. When you think about it, there's not that many times in life that a person gets to uh, thank everyone who's helped them along the way and do it in, in such a public way. Now, obviously, Jerry is someone who is in front of the media a lot and is usually kind of restricted in what he talks about. It's in a few few second snippets here and there from the media, but last night was an opportunity to really comprehensively say everything that uh, a man would want to say um, as far as everything that he's achieved in life and the people who uh, who he can credit for where he's, where he's gotten. And, um, you know, I, I, I think... Uh, he, he definitely rose to the occasion and uh, got everything in there. You know, as, as uh, Cowboys fans in their uh, mid-30s, like we are right now, um, you know, one thing that, that was definitely the focal point of the, the early years of our fanhood was the relationship between him and Jimmy Johnson. And uh, to, to see that kind of uh, addressed in such a, a warm and... Uh, all you know, humorous, warm way with really uh, making clear that there's no punches left to be thrown, mm-hmm. that there's no more, uh, nothing, nothing more to be upset about. Um, it, it was, it was nice to see. Now, really nice to see. D- does it, does it uh, make up for the championships that we could have won uh, with him uh, having, with the two of them having gotten along, and Jimmy being there for you know a decade, as we like to fantasize about? No, it doesn't make up for that. But uh, just as far as um, providing a little bit of peace of mind uh, for for the the world of Cowboys fans out there, it was it was definitely nice to see. I think the, one of the one of the key things that I I noticed watching is like the the overall genuine love that this, a lot of these guys has for Jerry Jones. Um, it was almost like he was like you know you know they say you know coaches you know when when players look up to coaches similar to father figures, it's almost like all these players and all these people who are involved in Jerry Jones at some point in their life, you know whether it be a father or an uncle or they looked up to Jerry Jones in some kind of capacity, you know, as like a, like a genuine family member. And like when I, and when I sit here and, and hear all the wonderful things that people say about Jerry Jones, like you, you, you can tell in our people's faces that that's actually genuine. Like they really feel like that for Jerry Jones. Well, there are some owners out there who run their team with the stinginess of a convenience store. And then there's Jerry Jones. And one thing that we've definitely seen over the years is how generous he is uh, and how genuine he is particularly with his his players we've seen that um you know you can look back to some of the old episodes of hard knocks when a player who didn't have a tremendous amount of potential to begin with were to suffer some sort of serious injury um you know jerry was there to make sure that you know his his life wouldn't uh be sent through a a tumultuous spiral um and and just a genuine concern for for those who are basically putting risking their lives out there, risking their livelihoods out there and their futures 
um, you know, for for the success of the team that he owns. Um, and I, I think that's uh, kind of been universal across the board uh, among his ex-players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, I mean, look, um, he's been the face of the Cowboys since he bought the team in 89. And unlike I, the majority of the owners in sports, generally, he is in the mix. Yeah, he's extremely he, hands-on. He's on, he's on the sidelines during the game. He holds press conferences. I mean, he's also the GM. So, but you know, more than that, he's he's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm sure the relationships. I'd like to learn about how close he's got with his players because mm-hmm. we only get to see you know little tidbits of it. But um, I think that some of these guys, that the quote unquote special players, you know, his his guys are probably as close to his actual family as anything. Exactly. Um, and it was it's pretty neat to see the uh, <clears throat> the video that that was made for him that was shown at his party. Yeah, that video tonight. was that video was awesome. Um, but to know that you know the players he called out in his speech, I thought that was pretty special. Um, a couple are still playing. Um, well, for, for those who didn't see the video, what what which video are you talking about? Um, the tr- the tribute video um, with you know well, Jimmy Kimmel was in there, Jamie Fox. Uh, George Bush, who else? Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, Zeke was in there. Chris okay. Paul was in there. So it, it's it's crazy because you look at you, you just look at the influence that he has on not just football, but he had all these people in all different areas of cele- being celebrities. You know, coming out, reaching out to do videos like that. that and that video was was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was good. Um, so yeah, it was um, it was really special. It was it was you know for me personally. Looking at a guy like that that came from um, from Arkansas, like I did, and seeing him um, go to Dallas, and it was it it's got a there's a it's just really special for me. I think it also helps out too when it comes to Jerry Jones and him, you know, connecting with his players and you know people around him is the fact that you know not only is he an owner but he actually played the sport. You know what I mean? Right. And played the sport at a high level, considering he, was a, he played guard. Was he guard for yeah, Arkansas? He's a guard, he was a guard for, from Ar- for Arkansas. Um, you know, and the fact that he 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 actually he actually gets it when it comes to you know, you know, football. I, I think on in a lot of ways field. that may have been to his detriment in in, in running the yeah. team, and some sometimes you know, and and look, even though he was you know in his, I guess he when he bought the team he was. Forty-five is I, I think he's mid forties. Yeah, yeah. mid forties. Exactly. Um, but Jerry's done a lot of learning along the way. Oh yeah, and you and you and you saw in his, um, you know, in, in his speech, he he pointed to a few important people, and and you know when he addressed Michael Irvin, uh, he kind of said, look, you know, it, it sung Michael Irvin's praises, and also acknowledged that you know he's a man with flaws too, mm-hmm. and, and Jerry has done. Uh, a lot of learning, yeah. Uh, even even later in life, and you know, it, sometimes uh, those uh, those lessons were, were hard learned. We we obviously went through a lot of years, which um, as fans were very very tough to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, the dark days. The, the the you know I remember when I was in college, the the five and eleven seasons seemed like they were never going to end. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, he's he's obviously come around in the way that. That he's run the team. Yeah, uh, there's a difference between the way the team is run now than in the middle of Dave Campo's era mm-hmm. as head coach. Yeah, um, and, and those those were tough days to live through, uh, especially um, you know when when you're surrounded uh, by uh, fans of 
teams of all the other NFC East teams. It, it just it, it was a rough patch to say the least. But um, yeah, Jerry certainly uh, ha has come a long way, and it's uh, you know the reality is it's. It's fun to be a Cowboys fan right now. Yeah, you got definitely. It's 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 nuts, and you know, just sitting back and watching, you know, being a, being a fan of the Cowboys, and you 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 can't help but be a fan of Jerry Jones and be a fan of how much of a, a marketing machine this guy really is. Uh, you know, I mean, he bought the team for 140 million dollars. Now the team is you know value at 4.2 billion dollars. So you know what I mean? Like the dude is a marketing marketing machine. Well, he found some glory hole. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did find yeah, he, he did find some glory hole. He did, and and you know when when you look back at um, you know part of part of his learning experience was uh, you know taking over and and ultimately uh, basically firing a legend, the legend, the ultimate legend, um, and uh, there were some dark days there in the beginning, and obviously he and Jimmy, uh, you know resurrected that franchise uh, you know Jimmy's brilliance as uh, not only a coach but uh, a mastermind behind um, all the trades and the and the drafts that uh, turned us from a laughing stock into a dynasty uh, that that's that those were the glory years absolutely I mean you think about the, the guts that it took for a rookie owner to come in and fire the one and only coach the Cowboys the Dallas Cowboys had ever had, right. you know, the living legend, um, and then to hire, you know, literally his his college roommate, who was a head coach at, although it was Miami, it was a college, you know, right. so he was getting laughed at, um, his his first week on the job, but, and who who could have imagined what would come in the next, you know, five years, but. Um, the way the way he was able to do it and the trades that they made, I mean, I know we've seen we've seen interviews on it, and it basically came down to what what value does this team have right now? What what can we possibly use to right. leverage a trade? And at the time, the only maybe the only good player the Cowboys had was Herschel Walker. And, and I'll tell you what, one thing that I found very interesting last night, which I, I honestly I didn't even realize it. Uh, until Jerry said it, was that apparently Herschel Walker had the ability to veto that I trade? Did not know I that had no idea about night. that either. It's crazy. He actually thanked him for you know allowing that trade right. to go through. I had no it's idea. All, it's almost a, a hard grip thank you because it's uh, that's still it's got to be he's basically thanking Herschel Walker for you know helping the team by saying goodbye, but right. being willing to say goodbye. But um, you know the I. I like I said, I didn't realize that uh, that that was something that it took was Herschel Walker's okay, um, and which was you know obviously the, the the team that that Herschel knew and I'm sure loved playing for, uh, but uh, to to have uh, not only in being courageous um, in uh, the moves that he made to to kind of do things his way, but the risk to be taken, um, even though you own the team and you know you theoretically can't be run out of town. Um, it's still got to be tough with a marquee franchise like that to yeah. take big risks and, and do things the way you perceive to be your way and go against the grain. Um, and particularly when it, it, it seems the, the whole operation seemed to reek of nepotism with uh, him bringing in his, his roommate and his, his teammate from college uh, with no NFL coaching experience to run the show and uh, you know forcing fans to have the patience to 
get through uh, a 115 season and then uh, I think another losing season before um, really things clearly uh, had showed signs of, of turning around and um, you know the playoff uh, the playoff appearance where we lost to Detroit and then yeah. really kicking off the dynasty in '92. Um, and you know, if nothing else, if if God forbid, if we don't, um, if we aren't able to climb the mountain again under this regime, um, you know, that'll still certainly be something that's uh, remembered forever and always for uh, our generation of, of Cowboys fans. You know, there was one more one more huge risk that he took early on. So first, it was you know, it was buying the Cowboys was a risk because as you know, we're we know they were losing money, a lot of money. And then to yeah, get said there, they were, not only, they were losing exactly you know a, a million dollars cash a month. Right. So they were losing. So it's a risk in itself to buy the team. The second risk was firing you know Tom Landry, the only coach the team had ever had. The third risk was hiring a college coach with no NFL experience. The fourth risk was just bringing up trading Herschel Walker, just putting that on the table. And then in that trade, the players that they were to get. They actually got players. People don't talk about this enough, I don't think. They got players from Minnesota that Minnesota thought were going to be Dallas Cowboys, but hidden in the trade clauses were that if the if the players weren't on the starting roster week one, they would turn into draft picks, and that's what happened. That's how they got the draft picks and parlayed that into three championships. Well, that was Jimmy's brilliance. And it agreed, but, but you got to – the risk in that is – you're pissing people off. You right. just got here. You're you're pissing off at least Minnesota, but you're making everybody look at you going, okay, this guy's dirty. Yeah. You yeah. know, you got to watch yourself when it comes to dealing with Jerry Jones. So, I mean, that was a huge risk because you know you're going to end up making deals with other teams um, right. as long as you're the owner of the team. So I think that he's probably calmed that down since then. I mean, it's been a long time, and he's made a lot of trades since then. I think uh, I want to say he's made more draft day trades than any other team in the league since he's on the team. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so taking risk, and, and those certainly paid off. Um, like you said, there were some dark days, and he's clearly a different general manager than he was in the in the late 90s. Um, and it's good to see he's, you know, I'll just piggyback what you said. He's he's still learning at, you know, 72 he's years of age. Yeah. Um, he's, he's still learning, and he's, I think he's getting better at it. Um, I, I do think that he's trained Stephen well in the sense that um, Stephen has learned what not to do. Looking right. at does anybody know exactly what his other son does? Jerry Junior does like what is, is does he do? And I'm assuming he has to do something. I mean, I, he, he thanked him a lot and said that he's you know basically his carbon copy of him. But, but you never hear about him doing anything as far as hands on the team. I'd also wonder if you guys. Know I honestly anything. don't know his official title. Um, Steven's obviously more involved in in the, the personnel decisions. Um, yeah, Steven's than, VP, but I, yeah. weren't you talking about Jerry Jr., Greg? Yeah, Jerry Jr. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. I'm just I was wondering if you guys know, but oh well. Uh, I think you may have referenced it during the speech last night. I just I, I don't recall exactly what he said, but. Um, Greg, did you want to, you want to make a comment about Jerry's shoes from last night? Well, we can talk. I mean, we're going to talk about that when it comes to I guess his uh, his attire with the, with the the party and stuff like that. We got to save that because that's going to be that's going to be the, the party was a turn up. So you know, we got to talk about the party. We talk about the shoes. Um, 
Is there anything else you guys wanted to add on to, you know, Jimmy? And as far as I mean, because like, that was that was you know, I, I felt like without without, I mean, of course you would have Jerry Jones without Jimmy, but would you really have Jerry Jones without Jimmy? I think they, they kind of go hand in hand when it comes to you know adding it, you know when you talk about the legacy. Of Jerry I'll say Jones. this: it, it was nice and convenient for Jimmy to be on the stage for presenting Jason Taylor. It's just one of those fluke things the way the universe mm-hmm. works to make it uh, make it sort of work. Because uh, I mean, I, I assume if Jimmy probably would have been there regardless, you know, in the in the in the crowd with. Uh, the family or the cowboy section, but uh, the fact that uh, Jimmy was on stage uh, right there because of his role with Jason Taylor, uh, it made it very poetic um, with uh, the the things that that Jerry was saying. Um, yeah, I mean, he was saying some really, really. I mean, it was like you know, Jerry loves Jimmy on 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 stage. You know, I mean, it it, it felt really good to see that. Um, it makes you makes you wonder if you know if they could have you know things up sooner you know what you know where could the Cowboys have been have will, will be now or well, what that could have happened could, could have been I was asking for that for 20 years and unfortunately it, uh, it, yeah. it didn't come it didn't happen even if they were able to patch things up early on after that I don't think Jimmy would have ever coached the Cowboys again I don't think he's that type of guy he's just you know he closed that chapter in his life and he's moving on and he's fishing in South Florida and I don't think he's there's anything that he loves to do more than that so um, but it was really, really nice to see. I had to press pause. I was watching it with my girlfriend and had to explain to her what it meant for those two to be looking at each other and talking to each other like Well, not just that, but other. but not just that. Like, Jimmy was laughing and cheering yeah. and clapping and, you, you know, it, he was looked like he was having the it best was, time I, of his I, life. I would be, too, if I was getting praise like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was genuine. It was genuine on, on both sides. And uh, it was really, really good to see. Yeah, it was really good to see. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, just looking back on, you know, what we were talking about, how, you know, Jerry Jones, you know, purchased a team for how much he purchased for, how much it's worth now. Um, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, it came out that, you know, not only is the Dallas Cowboys the most, you know, valuable NFL team, valuable sports team in the United States, we're all, the Dallas Cowboys are also, you know, the most valuable sports team in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, you, you got to think of a, you know, a guy who was uh, drilling for oil, you know, struck out, I mean, a couple times doing that to now, you know, a person to, you know, leveraging everything he had and spending all his money to buy Dallas Cowboys and now look, you know, where they are now. Um, you got to give a, you know, huge credit to Jerry Jones. And like I said, like I said before in the beginning, you know, he's a, you know, marketing machine. Yeah. I mean, he's a trailblazer in, in several different respects. Just look at the stadium alone. I mean, I think someone said it last night on on the on the Hall of Fame show, you know, every stadium that's built from now yeah. until the end of time is going to be measured well, well, by. Well, well I know me and Amar were, look, we're, were talking about the other night. We were watching, you know, they like, they, were, they showed uh, the new Atlantis Atlantis new stadium, and, yeah. it, and it showed um, another. I forget who else else's stadium was. Minnesota. So Minnesota, Minnesota Minnesota stadium. You know what I mean? Like if you look at those, it's like, you know, obviously not as big as a Cowboy stadium, but it's like miniature spitting images of. Yeah, you know Jerry World. I mean, it's 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 amazing how you see you know how he you know set the standard for a lot of a lot of things that are that are going on in the NFL. And I had no idea you know how 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 much he was until last night how influential he was with getting Nike in. Right. You know what I mean? I got it. I had no idea that he was but you know one of the one of the main guys behind that push to get Nike in. That was so funny. You know, and and what better way for Nike to you know. Pay their respects to him to make him a custom yeah. pair 
Air Force Ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jerry was definitely stepping in his Air Force Ones. And, and with what you said about those those stadiums that were designed uh, after, hopefully we'll get a chance to see both of those stadiums in person this season. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. definitely. Definitely. Um, and see just how, how, how close they come to, uh, to to the stadium in Arlington. And mm-hmm. another thing with what you uh, had brought up, Greg, was I, I think uh, Jerry Jr.'s role with the team is executive vice president and chief sales and marketing officer. So okay. you don't he's hear more about more him much more because he's the not scenes. personnel. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, and obviously it's, it's kind of funny because what is... Jerry. Jerry is is an icon. He's a, a businessman, and um, he's he's one of those people that's mm-hmm. on top of the world. Uh, and you and know, he, he had he had, with what you said, you know, bringing Nike into it, he had thanked some other people who, for better or for worse, are uh, on top of the world. And one of them was Phil Knight, and uh, for for making those sneakers for him, and uh, um, uh, really uh, injecting a lot of uh, marketing opportunities for the league. Um, with with Nike, and I think it, correct me if my timing's wrong. It kind of corresponded with in the, with the Deion Sanders era starting, or, or am I mistaken? I, I think I think it was right around in the mid '90s is when that that really got kickstarted. Because I know I know we, we were with, I, I, we were with Reebok. For we were a while. Reebok for a while, and I remember I, I forgot what I mean. He mentioned the player's name, but I forgot who it was. He said that he he wore some Nike stuff, and he got in the, the they actually got sued for. Three hundred million dollars, and he said it needed to drop everything. His countersuit was for seven hundred. Right, million. right, right, right. You know what I mean? So, um, but it, you know, once again, it's Jerry being Jerry, and look how it worked out. You know, for him in the end. Yeah. You know, and um, that's and that's actually it. it kind of um, you know really tying the degrees of separation together. That's almost uh, it's probably something he learned from Al Davis is that when they come after you, you got to sue back. Yeah. Otherwise, it's uh, you know you're you're going to get bombarded mm-hmm. with. Um, uh, legal filings and there and there's uh, there's no way out of it other than than countersuing. So, like we said, Jerry's been it's it's been a learning process every step of the way since since he bought this team. Um, and and that uh, you know those steps were, were were just part of it. Whether it's from the the, the personnel moves and actually developing the team to um, developing the business and the brand, the Cowboys brand, which. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, try to think back to when we were kids. I mean, I, I remember, I guess, a, a few people like the Cowboys. I mean, I, for me, it was personal. It had nothing to do with... Um, I, I had no idea what the Cowboys' exposure were. I had no idea they were known as America's team. Yeah, I had no my, idea when I was a little kid either. My whole idea of the Cowboys came from, uh, uh, you know, family disputes because I, my, my family was, was cheering for the skin, so I had no idea um, there was any sort of pervasive influence to... Um, Cowboys fandom, but um, regardless, the way it was back then, going back to the the, the mid '80s and, and late '80s, I mean, it's just there's no comparison to the way it is now. Oh no, it's 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 out, it's out of control now. Uh, in a great way. Yeah, yeah, in a great way, in a great way, and um, and you know, speaking of out of control, yeah. um, I know you guys heard about that party. We did. I heard things, but I didn't get an invitation. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, the Bays love Jerry Jones, but we do have a bone to pick with Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how does Chris Christie get on the invitation list and we don't? Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Chris Christie's on the invitation list in the real Bays two one four. Full disclosure: not. This is not a political show. We, we, you know, we try to stay neutral and out of politics, but we're just saying. There's no way that Chris, if Chris Christie, Christie made it. We should have made it. We should have made it. 
and we Jerry started this damn show a couple of years ago. Yeah, and Jerry, and Jerry, once you hear this, because you will hear this podcast, once you hear this, we expect our you know Christmas party invitations in the mail. But you do know, they have Hall of Fame reunion parties? Okay. Yeah, they're yeah, I'm yeah, sure they're, for Jerry yeah, they're every yeah they're party. every year the Hall of Fame people are getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. And, okay. You know, so you know Jerry being Jerry, that party, you know, the reports have come out of the how much he spent on that party, and he did not disappoint. <laughs> Anywhere between 10 million and 16 million. Right. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, it's really tough to squeeze um, eight figures in expenditures into um, four or five hours. Well, well, well when you have Justin Timberlake. Yeah, well, well, unless you have. <laughs> Well, unless you have Justin Timberlake singing for you for two hours, singing all of his greatest hits and Elvis Presley's greatest hits. Right. You know, that, that, I'm that, that. so upset that I wasn't there to see that. You know I love Elvis. I know. And I, I like Justin Timberlake, yeah, too. Most self-respecting you know, people. You know I just love the party. So. Yeah. yeah. There probably weren't any good-looking women there, though. Well, there were. apparently they had all the Dallas Cowboys chillers were lined in gold dresses I cheering for people walking yeah. up into the party. Yeah, we should have been there. You hear tell that, you what, John Bon Jovi wears a lot of hats. I, I know that I've seen him at various team celebrations. I think I remember at the uh, seeing at the two thousand two or three Super Bowl for the Buccaneers, he was playing. Uh, I I know that he was at last year's AFC Championship game in New England with all those fans, and obviously he was he was there last. Look, I don't blame the guy. Look, I love sports too. It's fun to be a part of it, but. I don't know what the heck team the guy cheers for. Doesn't he or he, didn't he own? No, he does own. Own the soul. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he, try, he he wasn't he part of the mark the the, the 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 group to buy the bills. I don't even know. I about think he, that. he wasn't yeah. in on that. He wasn't in on in that group. I think he wasn't on that group to it buy was, the bills. It was a surprise to me to see him because obviously he's a South Jersey guy or a Jersey guy and spends a lot of time in Philadelphia. Um, it was. So my question was: Are we to assume that the people in the tribute video were all Cowboys fans? Is Jimmy Kimmel a Cowboys fan? Well, this I, is I what don't I, don't, I don't think so. This is what I was what I was uh, wondering was, I mean, Chris Paul, yes, everyone yeah, Chris Paul is not a Cowboys fan. Jimmy Fox is. Jimmy Fox is. Yeah, yeah Jimmy Fox is Don Diehard. Jimmy Fox. Yeah. Okay. Nice. He's from Terrell, Texas. I'm convinced. Then. Uh, oh, but, you know what? I just realized who wasn't there. Who's that? Your boy, Bron Bron. How do you know he wasn't there? He, if LeBron was at the at the party, LeBron would have tweeted out it. You know how he is. Well, look, LeBron's a family man. Maybe he had other stuff going on. Maybe there was some sort of basketball game going on for for his kids or something. Then he found out Kyrie might have might may or may not have been there. <laughs> Le, LeBron has shown himself to be he's he to be a legit Cowboys fan. I would be willing to bet. I, I actually, if someone had asked me if the various people who were on the video, do I what I thought that LeBron would have been somewhere on the video, I would have said yes. So yeah, I maybe said that's yes, something. Yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody in the media worth their weight will ask him. Um, I don't yeah, think it's, it's important. Well, it, it is. It's extremely important. Mm. I mean, it's extremely important to this podcast. Mm. Sixteen. Um, well, well, I mean, sixteen million. Anywhere, anyway, you cut it. That is a, a lot. I, that's a lot of money oof. for a party. Sixteen million dollars on one night. I think mean, the party went from like nine to like three o'clock in the morning. Two, some two, three o'clock in the morning. We need to get to the bottom of this. I mean, yeah. Were they eating? Um, well, I had hold on. I pulled. I found that. I found that list. I mean, yeah, I, they had everything. Had I was everything. joking at the beginning about the Johnny Walker Blue. I mean, that's expensive damn whiskey, but it's not that expensive. <laughs> what else did they have there? Um, I'm sure Miller Lite had something to do with it because you know, right, Doctor Pepper. 
Dr. Man, I love Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Yeah. Pepper. Uh, Greg actually drank one of my Dr. Peppers last night. Dude, I thought I didn't. I didn't think it was your Dr. Pepper. I thought it might. Whose else would it have? Yeah, been? there's two people. Uh, no, and, no, because here, let me finish tell you the story because I told him some. Sometimes I like the I not I like to get drunk. I get drunk, and when I get drunk, I stop and get random things of food, and I always get either a Dr. Pepper or a Pepsi, and I thought I possibly could have stumbled in drunk. It's, and, it's and, nice, and it could have been hiding in the back there. It's nice that you erred on the side of caution and drank the whole damn bottle just to be sure <laughs> that it was yours. I mean, it was he convinced himself it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is, it wasn't even a full twenty ounce. It's like a twelve ounce bottle of. I don't even know. I didn't think you could make twelve ounce bottles of Dr Pepper, but it was a twelve ounce Believe bottle not, of Dr Pepper. Technology has made it so that yeah. yes, you can make it. And I thought, and I thought maybe, hey, I was out drinking and didn't realize that I bought a twelve ounce bottle of Dr Pepper. Yeah. Um, what I got a, a a question about you guys going back to Jerry's speech for just a second. How did you feel about his his statements of love towards the NFC East fans? Oh, well, do you think it was just you know Jerry being nice and trying to get along with everybody? You want to know something, Drew? I'm glad you asked that because you know what I liken it to. Mm-hmm. I liken it to a diehard Cowboys fan, someone whose whose role as a Cowboys fan in this world I respect deeply, who. A couple months after a trade for DeMarco Murray runs into him on the streets of Philadelphia, and instead of being confrontational, puts his arm around him, takes a picture, and wishes him well, and congratulates him on getting uh, on getting a big contract. Do you think that's a fair no, analogy? No, 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 it's not. <laughs> All right, <laughs> clear, it, clear it up for me, please. Because I didn't say congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations on becoming a Philadelphia Eagle. I didn't say. I didn't that. say you did. I said congratulations on the contract. I thought that's what you told. All I said was, I think I said, "Look, man, I'm happy for you." Talking about the money. Okay. He said, I, "I said, look, I've been a, I'm, you know, <clears throat> I'm from there. I've, I'm a Cowboys fan. Been a Cowboys fan my entire life. Was a huge fan of yours, and I'm still upset that you that you left." And he said, quote, man, I wanted to stay. I wanted to stay, and I, I just couldn't do it. They, they weren't, they weren't going to work with me on the amount. And well, I'll say this. It, 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 and I said, the, look, I'm happy for you. That This is obviously a huge contract. I'm happy for you. But I hate it that you're in Philadelphia. Right. Well, the reason why I bring it up is, other than it, yeah, it's funny for me to call you out uh, every now and then, but uh, the main thing is when you, when you're in that kind of that situation where where you're you're being looked at by um, it, it's it's almost you, you know you're being judged, okay? When you when yeah. when you kind of were when you had that opportunity, you, you ran into Demarco on the street. It, it's no longer an abstract idea. You were actually there in the moment, I was there. In, in, right in front of him. Yeah. So Jerry's in that moment where, oh, oh, what is it? He, he's had a, a, a long, incredibly, unimaginably successful life. And part of what has bred that success are those rivalries and, yeah. and the competitive nature of this league. And so, and what is, what is he there for? He's there to be honored. Okay, there's, there's no one, uh, there's, it's not like the crowd is split and you have one-third booing him uh, for right. being uh, the Cowboys owner. And two thirds are Cowboys fans. It was one hundred percent love and support from everyone there. So, with that that being the the backdrop and the context of it, it was just kind of like, look, 
we've had our battles over the years. We'll continue to have them. But thank you so much for not only playing the role that you played in helping uh, the the brand in the NFL grow itself, which Jerry's responsible for in, yeah. in, in no small part, uh, but also thank you for whatever role you played in helping me get to this point. It's, you, yeah. you, you see that often. I think we just saw that with, with John Jones. John Jones just having reclaimed the title. And oh, yeah. how, did, how did he do that? Let's Everyone not, knows how he did that. No, they, no, they, the no, point no, is, no, the point is when you're in that moment, do you think John Jones really enjoyed... you guys don't want to play fair. It's okay. Do you think he really enjoyed hearing those horrible things said about him in the media and from fans? Of uh, of, of and, and from Daniel Cormier? And from Daniel Cormier and from people. So no. But in that moment, when he had the mic and he's addressing the world and he has achieved that moment of glory, it's it's a lot easier uh, to forgive those for whom you have contempt and for those who have issued, uh, (laughs) sent ill will your way. Um, and so that's what I liken it to. So yeah, do I? You know, I'm sure if if I were to tell some Philly trash jokes to Jerry right now, would he tell me? <laughs> that's what we need to get. Wait, we, we need to get Jerry on the podcast. Wait. You know what I mean? So we could talk more about Jerryisms and then Philly trash jokes. Do you, do you think that if that were to happen, would Jerry's reaction would he would he laugh his ass off a little bit or would he say, "Now, uh, uh, Amora." I'm kind of friends with that Philly trash. I appreciate you not speaking about them in a disparate way. No, he would no, laugh. He would laugh. Yeah, he would he laugh. laugh. He would laugh. So, no, I, I agree with you, and I think, I, yes, I agree. I think that he it was doing the right thing. I, I think on that stage it was it was appropriate because I loved the way he ended the speech. You know, he thanked all the people who were with him side by side who had helped him in his career. But he and saved, you guys didn't hear, but he did thank the real base two one four. Yeah. yeah. But he saved, you know, his last thank you was for the fans, and I thought that was really, really neat coming mm-hmm. from, from you know, the king, um, Jerry Jones, to it, thank all it, of them. It, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. Speaking of being the king, like, you could definitely tell Jerry Jones was the man of the hour. Like, that was oh, the yeah. Jerry Jones show. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, seeing everybody else being honored, but you could definitely tell everybody was there. For Jerry Jones, and speaking of everybody, I just I just pulled up on my phone. You know that guy? He had a thousand people at his party. A thousand. I didn't think it was gonna be a thousand people. It's a thousand people. Yeah, you know I mean, he had. It, they they said right. he had. He said he had. The, you know, the full ninety-man roster. So everybody, people who aren't gonna be. Where on the was it today. at? Was it at a convention center? Or a no, he had. A, it was a tent. They had, a, they had a huge tent set up at a golf course. Or something. I think it was at a golf course, and he had. You know, people were. They would pull up, and they would have. They had like you know golf carts running back and forth, dropping people off. They said they had to go through three security checkpoints just to get into. The party. I, yeah, I would assume it would be that at the least. And, and yeah. you think about it. All, all those, all those guys who came to see him, their family members, the special guests, thousand sounds sounds uh, about right. Where it's it's yeah. a nice big party, but it's still extremely exclusive. Right. I remember you. I remember one of you guys were wondering what they what they ate. Hold on, I, I, was, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it pulled up right here. It was actually pretty funny. Um, I'm gonna guess. Texas barbecue. Well, not they, they didn't. They didn't go into the full else. menu, but they, they definitely they went over the uh, the finger foods. That and, I want to hear. I bet it was unbelievable. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Exactly. They said they had they had corn dogs. Okay. They had they had they had they said they had corn, like they had, corn dogs. They said they had corn dogs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like corn dogs. <laughs> they had they had, uh, they had corn dogs. Um, they had like hamburger sliders. They had like mini chicken sandwiches. 
And then the one thing that I well, right now was we just really had funny. the TGI Fridays menu. Was there anything else? That, well, that, I'm telling you, the cocktail. That's like they, that's what they had. They had they had uh, sliders, French fries with the ketchup already on top of them. Get out. Yeah. No, I don't like that. It needs to be on the side. No, I like anything like, outside like, of TGI Fridays. And they, they had they had French fries with ketchup on top, small chicken sandwiches, small corn to- dogs, and cookies. That was for like the finger food and the appetizers. Nice. So. Yeah, it sounds like it was pretty enjoyable. Uh, you know, wish we could have been there. You know, I, I, I realize the mail's been slow around here lately, um, especially getting from, you know, Dallas, Texas to mm-hmm. Delaware. You know, but Jerry, when you hear this, the Christmas invites, Christmas party invites need to be in the mail. I guess you guys never had a corn dog from the Texas State Fair, have you? I haven't had anything from the Texas State yeah, Fair. Yeah, so that is a I've never been to Texas State Fair. I've been to the Harrington Put State Fair. Yeah. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. Put it on the list with uh. Oh, we had to take you to get some get some sauce on your meat. We got to do that. Okay. Yeah. Shout what's out to Sweet Georgia Browns. Shout okay. out. Oh yeah. yeah. Sweet Georgia Browns. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, the the, the party, the, the whole festivities overall seemed like they were, you know, a really good time. You know, and you could just tell. But you know, I, honestly, I think Jerry Jones is probably the the owner with the most swag. You know, oh, in, the, in, in the NFL. I mean, consider like he had a custom pair of Air Force Ones. You know, I think Nelly might have to make a new song about that. Well, it's not even close. Uh, do, you, do you guys think that the, the team was allowed to cut loose and, and throw down, the, you know, with the party? Well, Ezekiel, I think it's safe to say that Zeke, you know, Zeke, you know, cut loose. I, I, mean, I would I, imagine that Jerry and Jason Garrett and, and Steven and everybody would say, look, you know what I would love to see? Party, they yeah. need to do it here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here. And they have all the security outside yeah, exactly. to make sure. And they also probably have like Zeke on like one of those like little leashes that you have like your kids on and, yeah. and you want to run off from you in the mall. Probably had one of those on them. Give Zeke a, give Zeke three drivers. Yeah. Um let him take turns, let him let him drive around in circles if he wants, but he yeah. can't go too far. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, far. Yeah, all kidding aside, it, uh, one of the most intriguing things to have seen there probably would have been the interaction from three, four different generations of Cowboys players. Um, I, I know that, you know, you, they were showing, I think I saw a picture of, um, you know, Dez talking to, to Emmett, and I know, uh, I'm pretty sure Roger Stallback was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, was there. So just, uh, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, to just yeah. be to be standing there, it's, I mean, we talk about it casually because it's, they're obviously so far removed from being something like that. But yeah, I mean, but could you imagine, goodness. yeah, could you imagine being there <laughs> for that? Yeah, Staubach, Aikman, Romo, yeah, Irvin, yeah. Emmett, oh my gosh, Dez, Zach, Dez, Jason, yeah, the, the old triplets and new triplets, yeah, you uh, know what I mean. I don't know, I don't know how many how many people from the. Uh, and I'll tell you, you know, not only from a fan's perspective, but think about Dak. I mean, Dak is has has earned the reins just over it's it's not even a year. Yeah, and he's consi- he grew up a Cowboys fan just like us. And that's what he's in the middle of. Not only is he just is he some random observer, he is a center part of that. He's someone that everyone wants to talk to. I mean, yeah. that's mm-hmm. it's uh, got to be unreal. I, yeah, it, it, the surreal doesn't even begin, begin to probably describe it. From but here's the thing about it. So, so, we're, so we're talking about all the high, the high profile people who are you know obviously going to be there for every Jerry Jones party. Imagine what it's like for the guy who's going to be cut on Tuesday. You know what I mean? I like, that. like that, well, like, no. like that, 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 you know, that. Was everyone on the ninety some? The whole ninety man roster was in attendance. The whole ninety man roster. Because there is, there, there is a certain number of guys who were there at camp saying, you know, I'm, I'm fighting my ass off. I'm doing everything I can to make this team, but that no. 
come come Tuesday or whenever I'm going to be cut. I'm yeah. not going to make the 53. Yeah. And they just know it. You know, they know they're the and I think wide that, receiver. And I think that's going to play. And I think that, that, that shows, you know, the level of love that these guys have for Jerry Jones outside of that, because you know Jerry Jones didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Because like, like if these guys never play a down of football ever again, right. at least they could have that lasting they're memory. Never gonna they're never going to forget ever. that. Not yeah. only were they parting with Jerry Jones, but they're parting with all these like Cowboys greats. And for those guys, they probably because of Jerry Jones. Of as many corn dogs and burger sliders as they could, and ke- franchises with the ketchup already on top of them. Right. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I can't believe whatever article you read actually included that detail. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it is a detail. So, um, other than that, you know, it was you know, is it uh, last night was a you know, I learned a lot of I learned a lot of from about Jerry Jones from last night, um, and it just made me love the man even more. You know, I, I you know, it was was it three years ago or more when we got when Jerry Jones signed to football? Is that three years ago? Uh, yeah, it was. It had to be. Three seasons. Was it the the Romo to Murray? The that after that game? No, it was a no. It was a, no, it was a night game. That was no. a that was an early game. No. It, yeah. Oh, it was that we, game. Yeah. It was that game. Yes, it was the Romo Christmas to Murray. Eve. Christmas Eve. Right around Christmas. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Romo. Yeah, because I remember Romo got off, got out the locker room, and went right to the bus. Yeah, he yeah. messed up his back. Yeah, that game, up and his game. The next week was yep. losing to Philly You're trash right. in the last game of the season. Uh, you know, you, and it, you know. I, you know uh, Drew was at that game. Yeah, you know, I, I bring, I bring that, I bring that up just to, you know, just to say that, you know, just being, just experiencing Jerry Jones there. I mean, Namar, you, you saw it. Like that man would have been out there signing autographs all night if he, if they would have let him. You know, he's, he's, a, yeah. he's a genuine, genuine person, and, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, glad to see that, you know, firsthand that experience. And I can only imagine what the experience is like for these guys who are actually dealing with him on a day to day basis. Yeah, especially when he's signing their checks. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny when he made the comment about, you know, if I knew what I'd be, I'd be paying coaches. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious because I would have got in. He's like, I would have got into coaching. Uh, I think Jason Garrett kind of felt a little weird about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it was funny. It was funny. So, but yeah, man. I mean, last night was a, was an awesome night, and uh, I'm just looking forward to you know seeing what else you know not any that has in store for you know Dallas Cowboys but looks what else has in store for Jerry Jones to cement you know his legacy even more than it already is cemented well as long as that means another Super Bowl then yeah I'm excited to see that too agreed I would I would really like to see Jerry get get one more ring and I think he wants just one more it's not about you know I don't I don't think he thinks about can we can we put another string of two or three together. He just wants one more baby, and uh, it'd be really really nice to see that happen before he before he goes on. Yeah, can't wait. Season starts in what do we got four six weeks. weeks? Six, 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 no, four weeks. No, because you're about yeah, about four or five uh, weeks. Five weeks. Five weeks. So season kicks off. Um. So oh, this is uh signing off. Real base two one four. Uh. This is Greg. Have a good day. Bye.